What is up, people? Thanks for checking out You're Not Listening, the podcast where we teach you how to actively listen to music one song at a time. This is episode two, and before we get into the songs today, I want to take a minute again to just thank you for listening and supporting us and sharing everything on Facebook. If you want to join the community, we do have a Facebook page. Just search for You're Not Listening, a music podcast. And we're also on Twitter and Instagram at YNL Podcast. Or you can check out our website, which is kind of still under construction. We're still working on it, but it'll be there soon, I promise. And that's YNLpodcast.com. So find us on all the things. If you want to support us as well, we also have set up a Patreon page where you're able to get some exclusive playlists. We're going to have a Halloween playlist coming up soon. So that's going to be only available to our supporters on Patreon. And we don't have any yet. So please come help us out. That's going to help us, you know, just make the show better, get better sound quality and, and allow us to do a lot more marketing and spread the word. And of course, make sure you subscribe to your not listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Swoot, Bullhorn FM, Overcast, anywhere you listen to quality podcasts, we're on there. And if we're not, shoot us a message and we'll make sure that we make that happen. All right, tonight's songs, I brought to the table Thunder by Imagine Dragons and my dad is talking about Mr. Jones by The Counting Crows and it's a really good episode. Get super excited. You're going to love it. And remember, if you think you don't like these songs, then you're not listening. So clean out your ears and listen up. Let's do this. My song's not as um, intense this time. <laughs> I don't think either of them are. I think it's uh, just a, a little different spin on some things, so we can hopefully get a uh, an idea of some some of the different range of stuff that we want to try to do on this, and not just have the same kind of predictable genres of music all the time. Right. Yeah. Well, before we get started, I want to remind everyone to find us on social media. Instagram and Twitter, our handles are at YNL Podcast, and we're on Facebook at You're Not Listening. And check out the link in our show notes for our Patreon page so you can come support us and give us money. Nice. Nice. Because that's why we do this, is to make the money. Because oh, there's, yeah, there's yeah. so much money in podcasting. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think you're going to be poor, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. All right. Well, we did my song first last week, so why don't we start off with you? Let's yeah. just get right into it. Yeah. What, what do you got? Well... I know, um, especially at the beginning of this, we want to try to do something that's a little more recognizable and maybe predictable. So again, I went through my uh, my list. We're just getting more and more. Who did you say yours was last week? Wacky. Wacky. Mine is, isn't getting wacky yet, but it's getting more and more diverse and, and adding more and more things to it. So Mine started out wacky and I found the need to add more yeah. mainstream <laughs> things to it. <laughs> so you're going in the other direction. And I... Uh, I also heard about 50 songs on the way here today. It's like, oh, I should do that one. Oh, that's another good one. Oh, that's something else for the, for the future. So I went with uh, kind of a, a classic mid-90s alt-rock everyone knows song because I want to make sure it's going to be something that's uh, going to be a little ro- more recognizable, as I said, instead of something that's you know completely off the charts that we might be listening to, but it's going to be very different from um, you know what maybe other people's taste are. So I figured it's going to be something that's a little more kind of mainstream. And... The reason I picked it was I've been trying to kind of bridge a little bit of the idea of the music I like, the music that had this kind of influence on me and the, and the things that we've been wanting to talk about. And I, I wanted to combine that along with the uh, the experience I've had with the DJ and stuff for the 30 plus years that I did that too. And the, the cool thing about doing the DJ work that I really always enjoyed is um, I always wanted to try to, and I think we mentioned this last episode too, I always want to try to not be predictable. So... I think there were some DJs out there. Well, I know there were some DJs out there that um, every show, every function, everything they do, the eighth song is the same no matter what they do, and it's kind of boring, and they really don't do anything to kind of challenge themselves. A lot of DJs now just press play on a laptop, yeah, and it then looks, they stand there. And, and they make it look like they're doing something, and 
I actually had, uh, had made a like a visible statement to anybody that I got rid of my laptop and stopped DJing with it, and I went back to my my CDs because I think it was more interactive and it showed that I was a lot more kind of in tune with the crowd and everything else. I felt like you know when you have a, uh, a laptop and you you DJ and all you're doing is it looks like you're checking your email the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> and you're really not connecting with with the, the crowd as much. That's a good point. So I went back, and I think the sound quality was was much better with the, with the old school CDs and iPods and stuff. So it was a little more work, and people laughed at me and said, "Oh, you know, what what are you you're gonna leap into the '90s someday, Jim, and stuff here?" But th- th- I think at the end of the night, they all realized that it was a better show and it was a better environment because of it. So I I always had tried to not just play old time rock and roll and celebration and you know all the other standards and classics that you have at a wedding so I, I always like to try to throw out something that was different that everybody knows and if you played it it's not only danceable but one of those really you know kick songs that just gets everybody's attention is just like whoa never heard this at a wedding never heard this right. at a function or something like this so I, I went with a song that whenever I could kind of play this one it just rocked and it really usually set up a pretty love good shack s- right no not at all <laughs> no i tried to stay away from love shack that was a little too predictable good song though really good song it was uh and it's always set up like a really good like that, that alternative 90s you know get some dave matthews in there and other things they kind of said afterwards so that you could still dance to and, and people were surprised that they were still having that at, at a function where they would have expected to hear love shack you know kind of thing so i went with um this song that is so danceable and so good and so recognizable when you, uh, when you hear the beginning that uh, everybody knows the song, but I want everybody to kind of think of it in a little different different way and, and, and different um, kind of experience with it. So I went with uh, The Counting Crows, Mr. Jones. Mm. August and everything after. Yeah, 94, I think, 93 or 94. And um, one of... I was um, a little kid. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. See, I don't think of you that way. I think, like, that was just last year and we listened to that yesterday. It just... The, just the the classic beginning and and you know as most songs you know the the opening hook and and the opening riffs and stuff is is what you know obviously when you hear it on the radio when you when you hear it you know outside or you know in uh, on your own list or whatever it's just so classic and something that you just hear and it's just like i know this song immediately right and so well before we get too far into it let's listen to it okay so right. All right. So go listen to it. Well, can I can I set it up a yeah, little? Yeah. I want you to listen to it. Think of it as a song that maybe doesn't have the real, you know, heavy drum and the heavy, um, you know, the the real dance kind of feel to it. That really kind of kicks into another another zone. And think of it as a ballad. Listen to the words and listen to what what is being said. And think if it was delivered as a ballad, what some of the 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 experience and what some of the the meanings of the of the music might be. So if you listen to it. Try to listen to it with a different frame of mind, like it could be a ballad, which right. is hard to do with such a good song stuff, but you have to listen to the words. So go ahead, pause this podcast, and go to the official You're Not Listening podcast playlist on Spotify or YouTube or pop in the CD of August and everything after. Yep, or and YouTube or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and listen to, the, listen to the song, and then join us again, come back, and we'll talk about it. All right. We're back. We're back. How'd you like that? Yeah. I wonder if anyone, if that was anyone's first time hearing that song. Never. You don't think so? No way. You think everyone's heard that song? Yeah. I think that's one that, if you haven't heard it by uh, I'm gonna the say this, Crows. The song that I have tonight was number four on the Billboard charts and you've never heard it. I hadn't heard it. So there may be yeah, someone out there but who I, hasn't heard it. Since I stopped DJing a year ago, I, I have to say I haven't been um, really paying attention to current stuff. By design, I needed a break from it. So we'll, we'll I haven't stayed on top of it. Yeah, but, but I mean, I loved it. And 
the hook got me and I just kept humming it all afternoon. Yeah, so, it's, you know, it, it'll it's, be in your head for crazy. four days, but we'll get we'll get um, to that. <laughs> no, I think that I anybody who who even casually listens to music has heard this. Um, well, it's it's it was popular, it's like so. a standard on yeah. every. Well, and and any, if you've ever been to a bar and there's a cover band, th- this is one of the things that probably everybody has to play if they're going to be playing anything from the '90s. Yeah, I imagine, yeah, probably. and it's a it's a rocker. And if you just listen to the to the to the words, they seem like they kind of just it's almost a background for the music because the music is what drives it. Especially you know because mm. it's got some really cool breaks in the middle where it's quiet and then it just kicks in at the end. From a wedding's point of view. You know, imagine having, you know, 200 people out on a dance floor or any kind of function, 200 people out there on a dance floor, and all of a sudden in the middle it kind of slows down and then it just kind of just kicks back in for that final verse. Well, you, you get got, people jumping and going crazy. You have they that love the big, song. Uh, bass cab. Yes. And yep. the bass line in this is really cool. It is. it is. It's super dynamic, and I don't think he plays the same lick more than once, it seems like. Oh, no, it's an active bass, it's yeah. Very, it's, yeah. It's very yeah. much, uh, you know, he hits the those main notes but then he's just he's just fiddling in between yep. i mean it's yep. but it's smooth and it fits it doesn't feel like he's trying to you know when i used to play bass i used to try and play some really complicated bass lines and someone told me once johnny cook what up shout out that <laughs> sometimes it's just more appropriate to just play a straight bass line yep. and and not try and fancy it up and, Not be and stand out and whatever just keep it in the, in the but pocket when you get to a level of talent where you can do that and it's not noticeable that's really impressive yeah, yeah. <laughs> well it's not noticeable unless you're, you're actively listening for it too right this is one of the songs that if if you could you know get, get the mixer and pull out the uh, the lyrics and just hear the music you're still gonna love it you know yeah be, because of the way it drives and, and you can almost put any words to it but it's not like a hard rocking no like this no. is not Rage Against the Machine. Like no. it's not a no. rocking song. Yeah, and it's not poppy where it's like you know a hook and it's cute and you, you want to sing along. It's just one this of those. Is a, that this you is an acoustic guitar strummers song, yeah. but it yeah. drives. Yeah, and I always right. picture this. You know, you you put the windows down while you're driving and crank this song. Right. This is, is this a is a good driving song. A convertible, a convertible song. Yeah, yeah. It's I think it's a good song for that. So the interesting thing about this song that that I always kind of knew and I always paid attention to with the, with more of the lyrics. I know you're you're looking at more of a musical point is. Well, that's just because I've never understood these lyrics. Well, it, it, they make no sense to me. It, it can seem random, but again, if you listen to the lyrics and and actually we we both were reading the, the lyrics as we listened to it once again too. Come to find, and I did a little research on it too, but come to find out, as I I thought it was, and I guess there's a couple different theories about it. Um, one theory was, and this is maybe from the Bob Dylan uh, reference that he makes in, the, in I think, the third yeah, stanza, I want to be Bob Dylan. is that it was kind of a light, loosely based off one of Dylan's songs off of, um, was it Highway 61 Revisit or something? A song called Ballad of the Thin Man, which was a really, which, and here, here we go, when I was researching this, it, like, it took me down like 10 different rabbit holes. And I was getting no work, uh, work done at my on my lunch hour when I was looking at it today, but it, you know there's, there's there's all kinds of references of you know where that music came from from Bob Dylan and talk about a song that to me I, the lyrics didn't make sense to me I didn't understand it I listened to it by four or five different bands The Dead has done it and a few other things that that song and it's a really cool song the more you listen to it but I think they they said that that might have been like a, a song written about David Bowie so, so and then the hmm. Beatles have a mention in the song uh, you, you know your blues which is you know uh, yes i'm lonely wanna die you know that song it's mm-hmm. it's it, it, john lennon mentions it in that too so it just it gets all kinds of different connections going so it's like oh okay well this could be so there's there's one theory that that uh says that it could have been after that because of the bob dylan reference but i think when adam duritz was was asked once he said it's actually autobiography 
autobiographical, I guess, is the, is the term, where uh, they literally were out with his buddy, this guy Marty, one night at a show, and Marty's dad plays flamenco guitar, flamenco dances. Right, yeah, yeah. And they were watching his dad at a show, which I thought was kind of cool because we had the dad thing. See what he did there? I kind of brought that the full circle. The dad thing. Yeah, the dad, Hashtag the, the dad thing. The dad, dad and son thing doing <laughs> doing a podcast or watching a show. I'd love to see you play flamenco guitar. I, I can do that. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. almost as good as mom playing you know, steel I drums. A, I got a guitar with it. Yeah, that's reach. okay. We'll do it later. Okay. You know, later on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could do the dance maybe, but I can't do that. So, and, and I guess it was, um, it was one of those where they literally were looking around and they saw all these people and it was obviously a, a, a scene in a bar and, and there were beautiful women there and all that. And they realized that they kept saying, when we're going to be famous, when we're going to be well known, it'll be easy to talk to girls. It'll be easy to kind of approach them and we'll have, you know, everybody will, will love us. And, and all those, those kind of insecurities that comes up when you're in sixth and seventh grade, right. he said, came all the way back and it all came out in literally a song that explained all that. And if you listen to it with that intent, it's like, oh. And it turns out that, you know, the reality is even though, you know, you may be famous and you may have all these these different things, it doesn't make talking to women any easier. It doesn't make you more popular. It doesn't make you loved by everyone. You know, everybody loves me. I'm just as happy as I can be. It doesn't make you happier and all. Uh, in reality, you just have to be kind of true to yourself and love who well, you he, are. And he actually people says, I'm going to be as happy as I'm going to be. So, uh, yeah, right. that makes more sense. That, yeah. Like, okay, this is what I need to, so, to be So, again, happy. think of that, you know, if you think of that as a slow ballad, like love song, almost an ink, you can almost make it as like a really aching country ballad with the words and take out the, the driving guitar and those great bass lines and all that stuff. It's a really sad story. The best line that I love it in the most of it, which I actually have here, is at the beginning when he says, um, which is beautiful. And this is this could be like the title of it because I don't even understand what this means. So come dance the silence down through the morning. Yeah, that's good. It's writing. a good line. Yeah. But you miss it because it's a word, it, word porn, right? It's just it's one of those that is just it's just you know it's in between the shalalas and the ahas and all that, and it's starting to tell the story at the New Amsterdam Theater where the flamenco show is and all this kind of stuff, and then all of a sudden there's that really killer line. It's like wow, where did that come from? But if you think of it as a re, if you look at the lyrics and you think of it as a poem or as almost like one of these country ballads. I'm into country ballads lately because I just finished watching um, Ken Burns's country music so does that mean music. that next week you're gonna have uh take me home country no Road? you know if I, I it might i might i don't know i, I might have different, that song on my list i have a I different know. appreciation of a lot of different styles of country i don't i i, I have i'm the first to say i don't really have an appreciation for it and i don't really go to country as my go-to and, and I, I really haven't been a, a big country guy all my life but i like learning about different types of music and i love the way everything ken burns does anyway but the the, the most recent that he did was all country music, and it was really interesting to see all the connections and how it kind of brings it into, into you know what's happening right now as well. Never mind you know the history of it all going all the way back to the you know the turn of the century and stuff. So again, slow country ballad or any time that you're thinking about these words, it's a really really sad story. You know, luckily I think they probably did pretty well with it. Maybe they can get the girl afterwards after you end up having the success and you do have the great guitar and maybe being a little more funky or whatever. She probably um, married the drummer. 
They they always do, right? <laughs> right? But it doesn't. Everybody wants to go with the bass player, isn't that the, like the best guy in the band? Is you know, that's what you always said. I you don't know. know. <laughs> you would think. But but no. It was, so I just I've always kind of been drawn to that song, not only because it's it's such a great dance song that nobody predicts at a, at a function or at a wedding or something, but also because of the the words. And the more and more I kind of pay attention to this, like this is really good writing, especially that line. And then you know, like you said, musically, especially with the bass lines and all, it just is is classic. Yeah, I do want to talk about some of the things I noticed. Musically, I always kind of knew that that about that baseline because, like I said, I I am a bassist, so I you listen specifically more for baselines and uh, I pick up I notice them if they're if they stand out if they're you know yeah if they're good baselines. I have to say that I'm usually drawn to them, especially in funk stuff. Like I'm well, I'm that's always the point in funk. Just like holy cow, the bass <laughs> is unbelievable. The primary, right. right? Again, if you're listening. And so I knew about that, so I was trying to listen for some other things. And one thing that I noticed in this song, in this listening that I've never heard before when we sat down and listened to it just now, that was really cool, was the drums. It was a, a really kind of, it was a tight, but it was like a sporadic drum beat. And every time he hit the crash on a main beat, it was like a double crash. Oh. So instead of just a ch, it's a ch, every, every time. Almost the first time I noticed it was they the the drum fill where it, right after it kicks in, where he says, um, "Man, I wish I was beautiful," and oh, yeah. the drums kick in with like a double kick and then a double crash. It's just boom, boom, bah, bah, yeah, and it's it's really powerful. It's it's really it, and it, it, it's a great transition. And I think it just sends such a cool message of the old whoa because this is it, it takes it up a notch. You know, yeah, when you, and, when you, you feel know, you feel that most drummers would have taken that on and just bah, bah, and just did a big powerful crash but this was the double crash is really interesting and yeah. I, don't, I feel like i don't you don't hear that a lot and he does it like every time he hits that beat instead of doing the single crash it's a double crash and it's just a little like a little nuanced thing that yeah and then i was listening for it and i'm like i want it you want to hear that again <laughs> i want to hear it every yeah. time and see if he does it every time or if he doesn't and and it wasn't consistent throughout the whole song but it was really cool to like i you know we talk about you listen to a song that you've heard a million times and you pick up on something that all of a sudden, it sounds different. Now, every that's time exactly I hear that, what just happened to me. I'm going to hear that. I'm going to be listening for that. Oh, yeah, listen that's exactly for that little double crash. And it's, <laughs> yeah, and it's just yeah. such a little subtle thing that you know. But I don't normally listen to drums. And I recently, I, I recently went down a rabbit hole on YouTube of this guy. His name is like Dude Drummer or something, <laughs> and he uses the word dude like five times a sentence. But he's a really good drummer, and he talks about different drumming techniques. And it, you know, his videos are for drummers right and i don't i don't know anything about drumming but it's really cool to watch him kind of explain different things and so i've been kind of tuning into drums a little bit more when i listen to stuff i've been paying attention to drums in the last year or so because i'm getting into listening to kenny aronoff who is if, if you look at a lot of the high profile anything on youtube anything on tv and you say okay well you know it's more of like a session band or something in the background and obviously the star who who's ever out in front like the kennedy center awards or something like that like he'll like be there all the time and, huh. and I think he's he's just kind of one of those go-to drummers that everybody knows about. And if you need somebody who's really going to do it. And he's got a very distinct style. The thing I always notice about him the most is at the end of every song, when everything cuts, you know, when when, when the, the, the lead singer or the lead guitarist, like, you know, goes and he had that last note, yeah. he'll always put like one one note in at the end of every song. It's just like one, like, two, I think that might be a signature or something. And I'm just like, like oh, I'm just kind of noticing him. So I started following on Instagram and he's a really interesting guy and really has had like such a varied amount of, of people that he's played with that it's kind of like been getting me interested in, in paying attention to his drumming a little more. And, and then all of a sudden I'm looking for him now on, on different uh, hmm. 
on different video clips and stuff. He's really really oh. interesting guy. If you can get a good clip of that, we can put it in the show notes so people can check it yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. And maybe we'll yeah. we'll give a a link to I, to the dude drummer. Yeah, and I think yeah, <laughs> and I think he's uh, connected. You know, uh, and again, I I'm just guessing on that, but I I think there's you know. There's also when you need a band leader, you call that Paul Schaefer from Letterman kind of thing. And, and, yeah, yeah, and I right. think Kenny Aronoff might be the next guy you call right. him as a drummer, you know. So, and again, that whole world of professional musicians that, you know, they're not just the ones who sell four million albums and we see on MTV or whatever site mm. is, is showing videos nowadays. The people um, with the most credits it, and the most awards you've never heard right. of. Right. And we can even do a show on, you know, on some of those, you know, the the, the A team from the, uh, the South. Uh, you know the uh, some of the other one, Muscle Shoals guys, or or the uh, the, the folks at Motown. I mean, th- there's some really really good like session people that have just kind of done some amazing stuff. And the credits that they have to, for their hits just go on and on and on and on and stuff. And and you never heard of them. You know, it's one of those where you've never heard th- their names or anything about them kind of thing. So it's really interesting to kind of go down that road too. But I think Kenny Aronoff is just one of those guys that everyone knows who's in the business and uh you you probably would recognize him i think he's yeah you know, he's, i'm sure he's, if i saw him he's been kind of a high profile guy so again that was that was a little bit of a tangent talking about drumming and all but you're right and and you know again here we go down a rabbit hole like right after we're done i'm going to research like the drama for counting crows i wonder what his influence right are. exactly <laughs> you know exactly how how uh, close is he with uh carter Beaufort? right right <laughs> you know? right you know so i so i did again. hear a similarity with with that style of drumming but it might have been the times you know that early 90s yeah there was a lot true. of intricate drum yeah, drum yeah. patterns uh but well and the good thing is, is is the the early 90s is the start or at least the you know the, the good rock the good music um, he's getting off the drum machine piece from the 80s. Right. Where everything was kind of built into that and it was a little more poppy and it was, they, they didn't even need, you know, anybody. They just had a computer playing and stuff. And you definitely feel the difference. There's no question you feel the difference in, in, in a real live drummer that way compared to it. And, and I think that show, this particular song really shows that too. And that's why they always marry the drummers. <laughs> <laughs> right? I didn't know they always did. I, I don't know. Was, I just <laughs> I just figured they'd go after the lead singer and, you know, the bass player just goes home and, you know, and takes care of the family. Plays video games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah stuff like that. So. <laughs> but that's that's why I wanted to bring up that song. Again, I was searching through the thousands and some other ones and, and I really I do slide the Family Stone again, but, you know, I wanted to put that on hold, <laughs> you know. I'm going to maybe get to that at some point in one we of have, my, my favorite songs, but not uh, We have not plenty of time. I know, I know. So I figured that, let, let me kind of pull out something that's going to be a little more recognizable. So, so I guess we've gone, you know, full circle from Disturbed to Fogarty to now Counting Crows and then, yeah. you know, to the, where we had now, the, next with the you. The sky is the limit. But yeah. before we move on to my song, just the, the last like quarter of that of Mr. Jones is kind of cool. The, because the slow part? It, well, it slows down yep. and it gets really like kind of whiny. Like he kind of, uh, his voice is kind of like a drawl, you know, kind of, he almost sounds drunk. <laughs> Okay. And like he's complaining and kind of wallowing in his sorrows. And again, if you look at the you content know, of what, what's going on. I will never be lonely. Yeah. It's, it's almost like he's trying to convince Everybody himself. Everybody loves me. I'll never be lonely. Yeah. But yeah. then, then it, it kicks in and it doesn't really stop until the end, which is kind of cool. Like, you know, yeah. he, it, there's there's no verse breaks. It's like he just keeps going and going and then, and then it ends. Well, it's, and, it's just kind of an interesting and, structure. And the, and the second part of where it slows uh, see i didn't think of it as whining i just thought of it as a little more emotional where it's more the sound yeah. of his voice yeah that yeah. makes it sound that way to me did you know that it actually said i want to be a lion i nope. didn't know that all this I'll, every time i've heard that i didn't song, even know he said i want to be bob dylan nope till I, was I knew well i knew that you know and, and he's not and clear he doesn't that. i mean he's not he's not michael stipe <clears throat> 
Well, I don't know. <laughs> who is like I always most, heard Bob he Dylan. the most clear voice in the world. <laughs> but no, I, and I, that's, this is true. And, uh, but I never knew I want to be a line. And they said, and everybody wants to pass as cats. Like, I knew that one. Again, great line. I knew that who one. Who doesn't want to be passed as a cat? Like, I, you know, I never kind of understood the, the whole gray. Gray guitar? There's like, in that one short verse, there's like three references to the color gray. Yeah. Yeah. You know, paint myself blue, red, black, and gray. Yeah. Bought myself a gray guitar. Gray is my favorite color. Yep. I, I felt so symbolic. Like, I don't understand. I, I never understood That's that. That's because all the beautiful colors are very, very meaningful. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> awesome. Which is Deer sand- counting crows. Please explain. Which is sandwiched between all of those stuff. But again, it doesn't matter because, so come dance the silence down through the morning. Yeah, that's a good line. <sighs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a damn good line. I know it is, you know, <laughs> and and missed because even if you're singing it at the top of your lungs, driving around, you don't sing that song. You know, there's you, so many lines yeah. like that that I think of. Like I think I listen to songs that like no one listens to, and then you, sometimes they have that one line, and it's like, God, this is so good. Yeah, like, I wish I could share it with someone, but you know, if I share it on social media, then it's like a, a cryptic song lyric, and people are gonna be like. Oh, what's going on yeah yeah right, and, right. Oh, oh, but, but then if I share the song no one's going to listen to it because they're like what the hell is that? that's why you have these kind of conversations because you want other people to hear that kind of stuff right. in the same I, think way. I, I think at some point I want to start once we get some good followers on Twitter I want to start give people an opportunity to share those lines yeah, yeah. I feel like Twitter's a good place to do that yeah we'll, and, we'll come up with a and fun again, hashtag and again you know we talked about this for the last episode too I'm guessing, I mean, the, 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 the toil and the blood, sweat, and literal tears that go into developing, writing, recording these songs, I'm sure that's exactly the emotion and the thoughts that these artists want you to see and think and feel. Like, he wrote that down and probably said, this is a good line. Right. I hope they pay attention. I hope people get it. I'm sure there have been and whole just, songs written around that. You, yeah. you didn't see that. You seen that commercial for, like, Kohler faucets, and they walk in with, like, a just a, a sink faucet. And they put it on the guy's desk, and they say, "Build a house around this." Oh, like no, I feel like image. I feel like yeah. there are songs where you come up with just you know, you're driving in the car and you hear something on the radio, and it makes you trigger something in your mind, and you come up with this killer line. And you're build, like, build. I need to write a song because I need to use this line. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, there's a lot yeah. of. Maybe that's what this was. I don't know. <laughs> well, let's ask him. You know, maybe he'll start following us, or we'll yeah, maybe. connect with him on Twitter. We can ask him some some of those questions and stuff. But yeah, but just has a lot lot more of a meaning, a lot deeper than than just you know cranking up and, and driving to the beach in the uh, convertible. You know, but I always, I always still, like this song. Still worth doing it. I always like this song. I always like this whole album. Um, you know, we like to recommend other song, songs if you like this song. I think for me, I had this album in my car for a long time when I was in high school. <laughs> yeah, in the Caddy. In the Chrysler. In the Chrysler. And I would recommend the song Round Here, Yeah, which is the first track on the album. And then, uh, I don't know, Rain King maybe. There's a lot of good songs on yep. there, but I think Round Here is, is a good representation think, yeah. of Counting Crows. I yep. think that would be my recommendation. If you like Mr. Jones, if you heard it for the first time today and you liked it, check out Round Here and the rest of that album. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, there's no, I don't think there's a bad song on that album. That's one of the ones that mm. you can just kind of play right through the whole thing right through. Yeah. Yeah, without question. Yeah, for I sure. I know I did. Yeah. For sure. What's up, people? So here at YNL, we talk a lot about listening and hearing, but I want to take a second and talk about 
seeing because it's something else that a lot of us do, most of us actually, and it's kind of important for a lot of people. So this show is sponsored by WarbyParker.com. Warby Parker provides vintage-inspired prescription eyeglasses starting at just $95. And for you, the non-listeners of this podcast, Warby Parker is offering you guys a free five-day home trial run for up to five frames of glasses for completely free. So you get five frames that you get to have in your home, try them out for five days, wear them around, see how they feel, see what you think. And then if you want to buy some, you can buy some. Make sure you check out the link in our show notes to the Warby Parker trial website so you can start trying them out now. Thanks so much. Back to the show. All right. My song is newer. My song's from 2017. Mm-hmm. And you had never heard this song, which just blew me no, away. I, which usually surprised. you're the one that shows new music. I know. To me. I know. Well, just just because I've had to learn it, you know, through through different events and stuff. But I have been stepping away from that, so I haven't really been paying attention. So I'm kind of, you know, and I'll explain it at some point too, you know, somewhere down the road. But I'm kind of getting back to enjoying music for music's sake again. Hmm. When you work so much, it becomes a job, and you, you don't want to work at listening to music. You want to get prepped for the next function, next right. gig, and stuff. And now that I stepped away from it, I'm starting to enjoy music and getting hungry to hear new stuff again and all that. I love the band, and mm-hmm. I know a lot of their stuff, but I hadn't heard that, you know. Or if I had, I hadn't been, it hadn't connected with me. I hadn't paid attention, so I'm sure I've I've had it, you know, in in the background or something like that while I've been, you know, listening. But I I didn't really connect with that song as much. I didn't really know too too much about it yeah. until I heard it today, which was awesome. Yeah, it's just, it's super unique. I chose good word. It is truly unique. I chose Thunder by Imagine Dragons. I like Imagine Dragons. I'm not crazy about them. I think they have a really distinct sound. It's one of those things where you, when you hear them, it's like, yeah, it's you Imagine, know it's the, that's yeah, Imagine yeah, Dragons. Yeah, you know them, right? You know, certain, I mean, okay, that's Green Day. Yeah, like, that's a cure. That's yep. Lenny Kravitz. Yep. You know, yep. <laughs> certain bands, they yep. just, they you know exactly. And Imagine Dragons is one of those bands. I think a couple of those guys are from Berkeley, actually. Oh, so these sense. guys are, I mean, they- Accomplished musicians. Their music is is calculated and it's like, I, I don't think it's as calculated as Tool, which literally uses like math to make their music. <laughs> but um, it's very, I think they, they pay really close attention to every little detail when they make a song. And this, you can tell that they did that with this song. So before we get into it, let's listen to it. So pause the show again, go back to the official You're Not Listening podcast playlist and listen to it and then come back. Seventy-eight. I was gonna say. I, what, I counted seventy-eight. What's, what's the title of it? I don't, I don't remember I don't what the word yeah. was. <laughs> I counted. I don't. I, I remember ca- hearing that. Often I counted in a song. seventy-eight thunders, but I think if you added up all of the half thunders, the thun thun, the thun, thun it'd probably be more like a hundred and twenty and a half. half. Right. <laughs> um, and I never noticed that that thunder crack at, on the very last beat. So that's why end. she need to listen to songs better. That echoes. You need the, to listen it, to this podcast. It seriously echoes for like three seconds yeah. after the song ends. Yeah. And I've never known. I think when you hear it on the radio, they you know hear it because they- Great song. Cut, cut song, it. I think, needs to cr- be cranked. You need to play that you need, loud. You need a good bass yep. speaker yep. or a good quality headphones. Yep. Crank it up and just forget that your ear health. Yeah, yeah. There's that's a it's a good especially song. In it's the, so the, tight the break in the middle. Right. So I read a little bit about it. Apparently, there was a rumor that the lead singer's daughter 
did the high pitched thunders. Nice. And I guess he just did an interview and said, I have no idea where that came from. Oh, really? That, that's <laughs> not true. And he, and he said, I just did it. But then the article I was reading was like, it's amazing because all he had to do was make his voice higher. Um, no, there's a whole lot of processing on yeah. that. And it's pretty It obvious. sounds computer generated yeah, or something. Yeah. 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 It sounds like it's a, it's a, key on a keyboard yeah yeah it's just really like i said it's unique i mean it's yeah you don't you the first time you hear the song you don't expect to hear that little chipmunk voice right come in and it's a little weird but then they just keep doing it and doing it and yeah, it becomes but, such an essential part but, of the yeah beat, you like you know? it you like it it's like that's the hook it's like yeah i don't want to like this but yeah it's really cool yeah. <laughs> you know it's one of those things and i'm thinking like what's what's your audience like who's listening to that is that just cranked at a party, or I mean, I, I well, that's I, the thing. Like, you, it's not, it's not an easy song to no, dance to, no, but it's not a dance song. No, this is a song. I mean, if you look at the lyrics, it's pretty obvious what it's about. It's about a kid who uh, had dreams of being a big, famous superstar, and people didn't believe in him. And now he is, I mean, he says it, you know, I, now I'm smiling from the stage line and. You're clapping in the nosebleeds. I right, mean, it's just right. one of those. It's a big old finger to everyone yep. that said he couldn't do it. Yep. Really, that's. I mean, it's obvious that that's what it is, which is really cool. And it's one of those. You know, it's inspiring if you have dreams like, yeah, this can totally happen because you might be in the same position that right. I'm in in the first verse, but 20 years from now you can be at the end. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. I, I, I think... mean, it's the lyrics are. I mean, they're not super. No, it's deep, no, it's know? not going to be this deep, meaningful. You know, you find your soul kind of thing, but it's it's a hook that. You can't like I if you just are listening to this now and you just literally put on your headphones and listen to that. I guarantee that high pitched thunder is going through your brain right now, yeah, yeah, and you can't gonna, get away from it. It'll be it, in which your is head the for the next week. Yeah, which and is it's intent. a total earworm. Yep. and it's it's so like it's like futuristic. It sounds like it's like it from outer space, which is. is kind of funny because their music video. If you watch the music video, did you? I've not seen the video. No, no. so the music no. video is basically the singer. I don't remember his name, um, but he is just singing the song and he's it's all in black and white and there's like aliens or something dancing <laughs> around him and they're doing, you know, it's that really kind of janky, jagged style of dancing. That it matches the music perfectly yeah, and yeah. it's really cool. It's, you know, it, it's the aesthetic that you would picture, expect with, yeah. expect with yeah. that, that sound. See, I had a different whole vision of that. Um, I'm pretty sure Katie went to see them. She did see them, and she Brooklyn. said they did. They put on a hell of a show. That's what I thought. Yeah, like so. I'm just thinking. You know, everyone in the, in the crowd knows this song. They go into this, and you know, again, cranking. With, you know, you, and you've got the lasers going, and you've got you know all the visuals that w you would have on a stage of, of the quality of show that they would put on. And I just see everyone arms up, mm. jumping to yeah. that. To that, you know, that just well, just it's such a whole... tight beat that it's one of those things where you can get everyone in unison. Yeah, to, and to and I think it, it and singing. You know. Just I think that would be a really cool moment. That was my visual of it, rather than the. I mean, I, I guess the aliens, you know, <laughs> doing the the janky dance stuff. That's that's positive too. But I didn't I didn't but think of it the, that way. I thought it was like a live show. That would be really cool to see it. It's cool because the verse is almost like separate from the rest of the song. Like it doesn't seem it, to it, really match. It the does. Rest of the yeah, song. it seems very very separate, very different. It's really interesting how they kind of put it all together. And what I like about it is every time they say lightning and the thunder. Oh, they say thunder in it? They say thunder, but they also say lightning. They no, you know. They say thunder. thunder th uh, lightning and the thunder. They, when, when they say lightning and the thunder, that's a, there's a harmony that is two super separate. There is a high part and a low part. And I feel like a lot of people only hear one part because I've, I've listened oh, to the song okay. with other people and I've listened to the way that they sing it. And um, this is what I'm going to compare it to. Go with me here. <laughs> this, is a, this is a go with me. Okay. Here. 
I don't know. It, this might just be a local thing. If if people are not from New England, they might not know what this is. But do you remember the commercials for Empire Today flooring? Yeah. Guess. 800-588-2300. Empire. Empire. Yeah. So <laughs> I noticed this so a long time ago about do, that commercial. Are we going to get paid it's by the them same, now? Or? <laughs> yeah. This, is, this podcast is endorsed by Empire by Today. Um, no. Hmm. Actually, yes. Please come do my basement floor. Um <laughs> No, I did notice this years ago because that commercial was on radio, oh, yeah, TV. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Always. it was still is. You couldn't go a full day without hearing that commercial five yep. times, regardless of what kind of media is on around you. And so people sing it as a joke. Same with like the water country theme and stuff like that, right? So it's very New England, right there. It, water, yeah, country. You know, water country, bump, bump, bump. But you'd fun. hear people sing it, and they'd go eight hundred five eight eight, and I never would hear that note. Every time I heard that commercial, I'd hear eight hundred five eight eight. Oh, okay, okay. yeah, yeah. So no, I know what you're saying. I didn't even realize five eight eight. I didn't okay. even realize that they did a lower note until I heard someone else sing it with just that part, and then I started hearing it. And you and, think it would be the same with this? And it's the same thing with this because I've heard people sing along with this song in my car and uh, they sing the lower part and I always hear the lightning and the thunder and it's Do you yell higher. at them? Do you no. yell at them and tell them they're wrong? No, because they're right. <laughs> because you do, and it's and and it, it's funny because every time I hear it, my brain goes back to that Empire Today, you know? which is crazy it's and r- twisted and probably in, intentional and ingenious marketing. <laughs> that's right. But, that's, but, that's right. So I wonder if anyone else I, in the world is connecting those two items: this song and that commercial. And I don't know, company. but you know what? I'm going to put a link to a YouTube video of the Empire commercial, <laughs> and I want people to see if they can hear the difference. It's so, re- but if you're you know going to do that, you also have to put Water Country on there. Too, so <laughs> well, yeah, we can do Water Country too. Maybe that'll have its own episode, the Water right. Country theme, because it's such a huge, huge hit in New England. <laughs> but well, but it, you, the, the, the time that you can hear it the clearest is when they do the break at the end. Yes. And all the music cuts out, and they just do the thunders. They say a few, a few more hundred thunders. Right. And then they do the lightning and the thunder, and the higher harmony is really, really emphasized. I'll and to so, listen for that again. Yeah. And then it just follows up with just this insane, you know, the drums kick back yep. in, just yep. and it's just again it's, a break like that. Yeah, Phil Collins like you can't you can't beat that. Like it's so mm-hmm. simple, you, and you can throw it into almost any song, but mm-hmm. it almost always works. And again, think of that live, how right. cool that would be, right? Think of the crowd screaming that yep. one line. Yeah, and the visuals and the lights, and all yeah. of a sudden that you know when when the drums kick back in, you can just see the pulsing of the lights, boom, boom, and the whole place light goes. I mean, just I have to look up. Visual. I've never seen any videos of any of their <clears throat> their concerts, but I imagine it's similar to something like. Muse, Muse yeah. where it's just a lot of giant screens and and laser lights and fog machines. But Katie said to, they really, she really liked them. When yeah, she saw them. I, I I would go see them for sure. Yep, absolutely. And then the the beginning part that you were making reference to when it first started to um, the low. Yeah, the, the I don't know if it's a bass guitar or if it's like a it's probably like a synthesizer, but Could it's a really low drone, and it's just playing the uh, the bassline notes. Yeah, but it's like a constant droning sound that's super low. That it gives but it, it a, changes. It gives it a, like a lot of meat, like yeah. a lot of depth, and yeah. really it changes because it goes along with the chord progression. Right, right. It's it's not just like someone plucking a bass string, right, and letting right. it ring. It's like a constant. Yeah, that's why it probably it's a is constant a synth- note. It's probably yeah. a synthesizer, yeah. but it, it just it adds it adds a. a I think the whole it's like very a, interesting song. Yeah. I mean, it's comedic. And That's it's why I chose this it, because it's I feel an like interesting song. I feel like this is a song that you Musically. can really dive into, like the little the minutia of mm-hmm. uh, of the song and 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 how it's structured. And and I don't want to. I feel like 
I really don't want to come off as pretentious when we're doing this show. No, I, I hope we're not. I don't think we are. I think we're just average guys who just happen to notice music in a little different right. way. You and know, if so. you, people might think that we sound that way, but I just I want to I, do this show because I love doing this. Uh, but I think it's you know? it's that we're noticing something interesting and different about the song and the music that maybe other people do right. and maybe haven't had a conversation about or maybe people would really like to hear about. Right. So these are all the things that I picked up with this song and I ha- and I have a feeling that people hear this song on the radio and they probably think it's annoying. I can see that. If they're not really listening closely to all of these little things that my, we're pointing my, out. I uh, think my, the person next to me was probably thinking it was annoying because I played it several times during lunch today. Oh, really? I was like, what is going on in that <laughs> cubicle next door? Huh? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a great song to really kind of, like last week, close out the world, but not in a way that will beat you over the head with emotion and make right. you cry like last week. This one is a really good one to just close out the world and open your mind and like really take in all of these little things and see what else you can notice. I'm sure there's stuff in there that I haven't even picked up on. I think I'd like to hear that, which I have not done, with a pair of headphones on. Mm-hmm. Really good noise canceling yep. headphones. So where it's split, where it's connected, you know, what, what kind of stuff. Yeah, I actually haven't paid attention to the stereo sound of this. I'm sure there's some serious yeah. stereo splits in there. I'll have to check uh, that out. That's next. Let's do it again. Rabbit hole. All right. Well, I don't want to go too long. There's a, probably a lot more that we could talk about with this, but yep. the big thing for me with this song is that harmony. That is what stood out to me the first time I heard it. And it's funny because it just made, I made that connection with that old commercial that we used to hear all the time. And like, that's just, <laughs> it, it's that, that is so ingrained in my mind. But, you know, I'm sure there's people who are listening to this that are saying, oh, my God, that freaking flooring commercial. I hate that. <laughs> like, I know exactly what you're talking about. But it about. works. Yeah. But you know what? They 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 can sing it. And I bet I bet they say, oh, yeah, no, I always heard the low note or I always heard the high note. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe they didn't even pay attention. But, you know, <laughs> proof that I've, I've been doing this kind of stuff regularly but my again, whole life. <laughs> again, you know, hearing it in a little different way is what it comes down to. So Right. And, uh, you know, it's just a, it's just a great song by great musicians and I think it deserves listens and appreciation. So, agreed. Agreed. So, uh, Good choice. anything else? Good choice. Thanks. Anything else uh, about that? No, I mean, in, I mean, two very diverse songs and very different things. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I promise that, uh, in future ones too, I, I, uh, I do notice the music and all that. It's not just the stories and the, and the words and everything that come along with it, but you know, the music a lot of times is what grabs me is mo- almost more than the, the, than the lyrics, but yeah, I, I like looking into the lyrics and stuff, but, you know, I never was into poetry too much or anything mm-hmm. in, in, in school. But, See, um, my generation, what we would do is when a new album would come out, album. You get the liner come, notes. And, go in your room, sit on the floor, rip them apart, and just, like, look and and, and read it while you're listening to it and just absorb it and just kind of boil it and then, yeah. and then live it. I mean, it, I... Certain songs, when I hear them, the lyrics really... So you can do that because it's really, really hard to, to read is a small cassette you know, little cases and stuff. Yeah. We had bigger words. No, the CDs had, had liner notes in them. <laughs> CDs had, if you're lucky. Yes, right. If you're right. lucky. Sometimes you get a CD and you open it up and it doesn't have the little booklet nope. and it's just so discouraging. Yep. <laughs> I remember Katie, my sister, for those of you who don't know us personally, my sister's name is Katie. Um, she did the artwork for this show. Thank you, Katie. Um, I remember her sitting in her room in front of her boom box with a notebook and listening to songs and like writing down the lyrics, the lyrics yep. as, as she goes, like play a verse or play a line, pause it, write yep. it down. It's my girl. Dear kids, <laughs> we didn't have technology back then. The internet was not a thing back then. Um, all right, we had so, no air. We couldn't breathe back yeah. then. There was no food. Yeah. So that's it for this episode. If you have any thoughts on either of these songs, please 
find us on Twitter or Facebook or, you know, start a whole new discussion on Facebook. Instagram. And find, well, yeah, look for us on Instagram, on Twitter and Instagram. Like we said before, it's at YNL podcast and you can just search for the name of the show on Facebook or email us. There's a contact form on the website and that's it. So next week, uh, I don't know what we're doing next week, but Halloween's coming up. Ah. So I think... Is that my homework? I think we're going to have to... Do a couple? Maybe in a couple weeks, I think we're going to have to have a, a Halloween ah. episode right. where we do... So if anyone has some suggestions or requests, those are stuff that we want to kind of look yeah, at and do. Yeah, and um, I'm going to build a Spotify playlist, a private Spotify playlist of all Halloween songs, and it's not going to be just Thriller and Ghostbusters. <laughs> um that's the great thing about having access to so much music yep. is we have been able to find stuff that is not the norm for these things, especially right. Christmas. Christmas is going to be good because people need to hear some new Christmas music. <sighs> some really, there's really, really down good the road. ones out there. But um, we're going to make a private playlist. There's a great Christmas song by Brian Adams that no one's ever heard. I think it might be the greatest song. But <laughs> All right. Sorry. Save it for Sorry. December. Wrong, I'm, not, I'm really not ready for Christmas wrong yet. Wrong holiday. Sorry about that. Um, I'm not either. Excuse me, so. um, we're going to um, make that private playlist and that's going to be available to any of our patrons on patreon so got the link for patreon you can donate even two dollars a month 24 bucks a year and you'll get access to all of these private playlists and some extra bonus audio content i think if i have some really super weird unique songs those will likely be one-offs for patrons because mm. i don't we'll see <laughs> we'll see um, i don't progress. know if you would even be able to to pick up on some of the some of those songs so uh... we'll see um, I mean, I got some. Sounds like a good challenge. I got some weird stuff. Yeah, but um, wacky. I'm really excited. is that wacky? Is that the word you use? It's beyond wacky. wacky. It's okay. just weird. <laughs> so that's today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, please remember to find us on all of the stuffs, and we will talk to you next week. And this is also saying goodbye from Molly and Maggie, who have joined us here, as you might have heard in the background. Yeah, if you heard the dogs, if it bothered you, I apologize, but I'm really not that sorry because we love our dogs. Yes, we do. All right, we'll talk to you later. See ya. Bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.